Hi, everyone. Welcome to Light from the Rabbit Hole podcast. I'm Don Whitney. I started this podcast to share my own story and to share stories of light in the dark corners of trauma, chronic and mental illness, and addiction. It will also include brave stories within the LGBTQIA community. In this fun episode titled Creating Normalcy is Everyone's Responsibility, I interview 13-year-old Natalie Hills, who will help educate all of us on how best to support those within the LGBTQ community as an ally and an advocate. She explains the pronouns and why they are so important to understand and use so that we can all help normalize the community. Why does it matter to help normalize something that may seem different to you? Because when there is a feeling of normalcy, there's a feeling of community. And when there's a feeling of community, there is love and kindness. And where there is love and kindness, there is a reduction in bullying, violence, and suicide. If you don't understand the difference between sex and gender, or binary versus non-binary, then you absolutely want to hear how well Natalie explains it. She also tells us what not to say, which we all need to hear. I was truly amazed at the maturity level that Natalie has and the depth of understanding of the LGBTQ community she has as an ally. She also touches upon toxic masculinity, and it was so insightful to hear her speak about this topic so openly. She is a remarkable teenager, and as you will hear in this episode, she has a gigantic heart and love for everyone, especially those who are marginalized and excluded. Let's dive in. Okay, welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, I am so excited about today. I can hardly stand it. Um, I have a very special guest on today, and this is for a this is for everyone to listen to, but specifically, I would say a demographic between the ages of 13 and 22 are going to really, really dig my guest. Everybody beyond that age should be listening to this podcast so that you can get educated. So let me welcome Natalie Hills to the podcast. How are you, sweetheart? I'm so, I'm thriving. <laughs> you are? Yeah. You're so excited. I'm so excited about this. Yeah. I am too. I'm really excited about it. And you're just, you look, you're just adorable. Your whole like, face, you have like all this all this glow about you. Thank you. So let me just uh, give the listeners a little bit of an idea of how we kind of came to be on this. So Natalie is 13 and she is, what are you, eighth grade? Yeah, going into eighth grade. Going into eighth grade. Okay. (laughs) And she is the daughter of our dear friends, uh, Jason and Elizabeth Hills. And um, you probably know, Natalie, how, you know, your dad and... and I, they're frat brothers, they frat bros, if you will. They are. Well, he does, you know, Ryan says we can't call it frat. We have to call it fraternity. A very dignified fraternity that got shut down recently. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we're going to talk, talk about that. So many, many years ago, I feel like they have been best friends for maybe 25 years, 20, yeah, no, they, yeah. almost 30. Yep. So I met your dad way back right before he started dating your mom, Elizabeth. 
And uh, we were all, we all hung out together. I was dating Ryan, my husband, and um, your mom came into the picture. Your dad was dating someone else. I remember that. And that didn't work out. And then here comes your mom. And we instantly, it was like a magnet. We instantly became best friends. Like we'd known each other forever. And um, your mom's, you know, quite a bit younger than I am. And yeah. so, I don't know, 13 years, maybe for, I don't know what she is now. Um, I don't remember either. It's fine. <laughs> so we, but we just became so connected and, yeah. um, and then your mom helped me through, you may not even know this, but I had a miscarriage and it was right at the time that you, your mom was pregnant with you. And we were, yeah, it was really hard because we were going to be really sorry. pregnant together. Oh, thank you, honey. That's sweet. So, um, so your mom and I had a really close bond, you know, your parents were both in our wedding mm-hmm. and I mean, this is long before you came along. So here comes Natalie and you come just bursting into the scene and you, my feeling about you from the first time I met you is I just knew like this girl is going to be, something big is going to happen for her in her life. Like she's an influencer. You're a changer. You're a change, a change, a change agent. I would call it. Oh my goodness. Thank you. You're welcome. But it's true. So I just felt this connection with you as of late when we started talking about the podcast because you listen all the time. I do. <laughs> I mean, to all to all the episodes. You're really yep. good. You're a really good I, um, fan too. Like you send me I little do. notes and you're such a good supporter. Always swiping up on them stories. <laughs> yes, and you're a supporter. And I know that you you talk about the podcast to your friends, which is really exciting. Yeah. So thank you for doing that. So we were together not too long ago, and you and I started mm-hmm. talking about uh, the LGBTQ plus community, and you were just dialed in, and I know that you are into this whole community. You were just dialed into the terminology, um, to the to the things that are kind of missing right now with people that don't understand the community, who think that if they aren't in the community that they are not, they don't need to be an ally. They don't need to understand the language, the terminology, right? So I looked at you and I was like, Natalie, come be on the show. And I was instantly overjoyed and filled the brain with determination and passion. (laughs) You're so sweet. So you're 13 going on 30, just in case everybody is wondering. I'm on 80, to be honest. (laughs) I mean, geez. You are definitely a very awakened 13-year-old. And I was telling you before we got on here that I definitely was not anything like you at 13. So that's why I'm just so excited to see what you're going to do in this life. You know, Mm -hmm. it's going to be great to watch. So I think we've got a few things to talk about today. I want people to, to listen to the entirety of the podcast, because if you're tuning in right now and you're thinking, oh, okay, this doesn't have anything to do with me. It doesn't apply. Uh, guess again, right? It, it does. Is, I promise it does. <laughs> it does. It is, it is your responsibility, our responsibility as a nation, as a community to understand the 
separateness and judgment and shame and stigma that goes along with the three pillars of our podcast, right? Mental health, right? Addiction and the LGBTQ plus community, Mm -hmm. all individual things, but also within the community. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I want people to listen to this. I want you to get educated. I know I'm going to get educated. I mean, even I'm going to get educated, (laughs) you know, and I am excited for that to understand how we can best support those that are in that community, which is, um, you know, it's very near and dear to my heart, obviously, because my son is gay and my, my son struggles with mental health issues and addiction. So he's got the whole trifecta, right? Mm -hmm. And I can't wait for you to meet him at some point. I feel like I know it's really funny. We haven't ever met. You've never met. Yeah. I mean, the times that he's been, you know, good, he's been clean and sober. I really want you to meet him because first of all, he would love your passion for makeup because he's into that. Yes. I mean, he would love it. I want you guys to meet at some point, but, but anyway, so when I asked you to be on the show, first of all, how'd you feel about that? I was so excited. I, well, I've never been on a podcast before at the ripe age of 13. Who would believe I've never been on a podcast. Um, But um, I was just like, I was like, yes, like I'm so, I'm a very passionate person. I just like, I have a lot to share. And so I I was very excited to like get to channel that. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Also, I love you. So, Oh, I love you too. When, when you, um, say that you're a passionate person like what is it that dry like what are you passionate about specifically so many things in this context it's about like um just loving people and being accepting towards everyone because I just I believe that's very important and I just like when there's something that I'm like passionate about and believe I like want to talk your ear off about it and tell you all the reasons that I believe that um so like yeah so that I'm a very passionate person in a sense yeah. that, like I when I really like something, I want to like learn everything about it and like tell you all about it. Like, oh, another thing I'm really passionate about is like historical fashion. So like I like buy textbooks and like I'm so annoying to watch like historical period dramas with. I'm like, that is wrong. You know, they did that wrong. That dress is disgusting. I need you to get it off. my. And like, I'm really annoying to watch them with, but I'm very passionate about that too. Um, I love so it. like, I just am a very, I want to fully envelop myself. Yes. Something what I'm passionate about. So you could be a lobbyist. You could be an attorney. You could be an advocate for the mental health community. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many things. What do you want to do? You probably don't. I want to be, okay, either an actress or a historical fashion professor because I'm that into historical fashion. Wow. That is so random, but I love it. I know. It's random. (laughs) Um, You would be a great actress, by the way. Thank you. I mean, for sure. So, okay. So you thought, wow, this is going to be great. And when I said to you, you were like, well, what, what are we going to talk about? Right. And I I mean, we're we're both straight cis, which is um, straight heterosexual and cis is short for cisgender, meaning that we identify with the gender that we were assigned or the sex we were assigned at birth. Yes. And that's why I was like, well, that if what you just said is the reason why you're on the podcast. (laughs) I was like, okay, so let's educate people. Now, I want to tell you a story about something really quick while you're thinking about this. So 
I was having um, dinner with some, with, with not really, I don't want to say they were friends because I didn't know them very well. Like they were new friends, right? They were people. They were people. And um, the topic of the podcast came up because the, the lady that I, you know, we were there, we, we brought our, our husbands together, right? And the lady that was with me um, follows my podcast and she was like, asking me about it, you know, she's mm-hmm. at dinner. She's like, so tell me what, you know, this and that. Oh, how do you get all these great guests? And um, God, the topics you have are so great. And her husband was like, oh, I don't think I know about your podcast, Don. What's it about? So I start to tell him. Yeah. And immediately I see the body language when I get to the LGBTQ plus community, I see him kind of go, ooh. Ooh. Right? And so yeah. I stop. I stopped talking and I, and I read that and I said, are you familiar with the community? Do you, do you know who all is kind of in that community yeah. in terms of like yeah. the, the group? Um, and he was like, well, yeah, but you know, I feel like I really don't understand, especially like transgender people and, and, you know, he kind of started to get a little, um, he got a little amped up about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my, and my first reaction was, I was mad because yeah. I'm like, how can you be so right. ignorant? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was like, okay, John, we need to practice love and compassion and kindness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we need to just come from a place of love and understanding that he does not get it yet. So yeah. we're going we're gonna to help educate them. And this is when I wish Natalie Hills was sitting with me at the table. <laughs> yes. I, oh, I would have went off on him. It would have been actually a problem. Kind of glad I wasn't there. Well, you'll learn as you get older how to, you know, harness that in and not. Yep. Yep. It's just um, going to take um, some it's a prof- It's a journey. It's, it's a, a journey. journey for you. You're, you're <laughs> very young. So it's a journey. Um, okay. So in that scenario. Let's let's pretend people that are listening right now are completely layman. They don't understand any of this. Okay, so we are gonna lay out the the term, the terminology, yeah, um, and just kind of the foundation so that people can understand this, right? Even though there are so many people that think this is super confusing, I do agree yeah. that some of it is confusing. But what I want to say is that. Just because it's confusing doesn't mean you don't take the initiative to learn it, right? So Mm -hmm. Natalie is going to educate us, which I'm excited about. So let's start off with the foundation. Okay. So so these are a couple of words I'm going to be using when I'm explaining that I think are kind of important to understand. So the first one is the term gender versus the term sex, which I previously heard used interchangeably, but they actually have slightly different um, definitions. <laughs> that right. took me a minute. Um, so gender refers to someone's um, identity. So who they are on the inside, which is a spectrum. It can be male, female, or not male, female. Can, it can be boy, girl, and it can also be somewhere in the middle. Sex is what we're used to hearing, which is mm-hmm. male, female. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are, there's basically two. There's Another one, which I'll get to in just a second, um, but there's two, male, female. So when I use the words male and female, I'm referring to sex. And when I'm using the words boy, girl, woman, man, et cetera, 
I'm referring to gender. So someone's wow. identity on the inside. I'm so glad you laid that out because I yeah. would have been confused. Okay. Perfect. I, I heard it explained to me once and I was like, oh my goodness, that makes so much sense. I don't know yeah. why I didn't know that before. Anyways, so now do you want to hear about all the identities and the fun little yes. acronym? Yeah. Okay. So. Or did you want L- to talk about the, the non-binary and binary? Oh yeah. So binary is the two categories that we have decided to, um, that we have put people into. Okay. Um, so the boxes of boy and girl, which aren't always true, um, as we'll come to find out, but it is, that's binary. It's the idea that there is one and there's two and that is like binary. Okay. Um, so we both identify within the binary. We both identify as um, girls, but um, there are people who identify outside the binary, which will happen. We'll talk about it in a sec. Okay. So let's talk about all the identities in the acronym and some of them aren't in the acronym. So the L and the G in the LGBTQ plus stand for lesbian and gay, which both refers to homosexual romantic relationships. So lesbian refers to specifically to women and gay refers to um, (laughs) any homosexual relationship, which doesn't really make sense that it used to be more like gay was only men, but now you can like, if there's two women who are in a romantic relationship, you can also call them gay. Yep. Anyway, that's just, that's just how it is. <laughs> and then the B refers to bisexual, which is where someone is attracted to both men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the T stands for transgender, which in a nutshell means someone who identifies not with the sex that they were assigned at birth, if that makes any sense. So yeah. when they were born, they were assigned sex and that does not match their gender identity. Capiche? Mm-hmm. Yes, I okay. got it. Capiche. Uh, so then Q stands for queer, which definitely used to be a derogatory term. It's not anymore. Um, now it is a good uplifting term, but it's an um, it's a blanket statement. So anyone on the in the community or whether if they're not sure where they fit, or even if they are and they just don't really feel like specifying, they can just say, I am queer, that and that's, that's who I am. Got it. I'm in that community but I don't really feel like telling you exactly where, you know? Okay. I I know somebody, I actually know somebody who is queer then. So now that you explained it to me, it makes perfect sense. Okay, perfect. Um, And then there's plus at the end, which is a more inclusive way of saying it because it used to just be, well, originally it was just the lesbian and gay community. And then it kind of became the LGBT. And now it's the LGBTQ plus because there are more identities outside of that. Um. Uh, so the next one I'm going to talk about is questioning, which is pretty simple. If you are questioning either your sexuality or your um, gender identity. So like, if you're just like, I'm questioning, I don't really know. Um, and then there's also I, which is the one that I was talking about earlier um, within the like assigned at birth situation. So I stands for intersex, which is where when someone is born, their body does not fit into the binary of man or woman or male and female. They mm-hmm. kind of have a unique situation going on. And it's actually more common than you would think. I think it was like 2% of people. Anyways, it's not like this totally like one in a million thing. It's like, and then the next one is asexual, which is where someone does not experience um, sexual attraction. And within the asexual community, there's like two branches. There's 
asexual and aromantic. So an asexual person might want to pursue a romantic relationship, just not have sex. And then an aromantic person might only ever want platonic relationships. Um, A good comparison that I heard for asexual people is like an asexual person feels the way that a straight person feels about the same sex um, towards everyone. They're like, just don't want it. Um, Okay. Got it. Oh, that's so, that's really good. And then there's more, right? Yes. So, and then another one is non-binary. So I explained what binary means, means the idea that there's only man and woman. A non-binary person is a person whose gender identity does not fit into those two categories. Someone who is outside of that spectrum. Mm. And a non-binary person would also technically be considered transgender um, because they don't identify with the sex they were assigned at birth. But they oftentimes, they'll label themselves as non-binary because transgender often refers to um, someone who switches binaries. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. You're so good at explaining it. Thank you. Wow. Okay. So... Then, so that's on binary, and oftentimes they'll use um, they, them pronouns, or there are lots of other pronouns that are being introduced, but the easiest ones to um, to integrate into our language is they, them, because mm-hmm. we already know how to use it grammatically, um, and a lot of people argue that they is only plural, and I disagree with this statement, because what would you say if someone left their phone? Someone left their phone there. I hope they find their phone. See, that's one person, but you're using it, you're using it singularly. I get it. It does work. <laughs> People really like to argue that it doesn't. I promise it does. Um, <laughs> and then there's also gender fluid. So that's someone who would maybe kind of float between genders, except more than just one set of pronouns and doesn't identify necessarily within the binary, but they're not non-binary. Does, does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of it's fluid, you know, it's fluidity. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> audio listeners, you can't see, but I'm doing a little groovy dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about pronouns. Cause that's important. Okay. Yes. So there are three main sets of pronouns. As I briefly um, referred to, there are others that I'm not fully educated on. Um, but mainly it is she, um, they, and he are the three main ones. I know there are others. Um, Yes. So she and he, that's what we're used to. But then they, like I already explained, does make sense Mm -hmm. and can refer to a singular person. One of the very important things to do is Mm -hmm. to share your pronouns. Dawn, I am calling you out. You are. I know. You don't have your pronouns on Instagram. And there's even a little pronoun feature now. I'm going to do it when we hang up. I'm I'm doing it. Okay. But you know, okay. But what I think a lot of people will, oh my goodness, my hair. I think a lot of people. I I need to do it on LinkedIn too. Yeah. I think a lot of people will identify with this and tell me if I'm wrong, but you might be thinking like, but people already know my pronouns. I present that way. It doesn't really, I don't need to share them. Is that kind of your thought process? I think, yeah. I mean, I actually, that could be it. That could be what I'm thinking, but I do believe we need to normalize it. Yeah. And destigmatize it. That's like one of your big podcast things with this podcast is like yeah. destigmatizing. So when someone identifies, especially outside the binary, but um even within the binary, but they might not present necessarily that way. 
it's important to understand and respect their preferred pronouns because that's just, it's just respect, you know? It is, yeah. What do you typically see right now in your age group? Do you see a lot of, um, you know, kids that are starting to f- identify with one thing or another? And oh, talk for about sure. It? Is it like really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's a gender and sexuality club at my school. Um, wow. There's, I mean, a ton of kids identify within the community. Um, it's really, it's not an uncommon thing at my school. So, and the scary thing to me is, um, like the percentages isn't, they aren't higher where I am, but the percentages of people who are living their lives authentically and openly are. So like, just think like all the people at my school who are living their open and authentic lives, mm-hmm. if they like lived in a different place, um, where it wasn't as accepted would be living in the closet maybe. And like, that's, that makes me really sad. Yeah. It makes me sad too. And it, you know, I'll tell you one thing that's really interesting is, um, I, I just wish that, that the school system, what the public school system, when Cole was, um, was your age or younger was in a different place because we were here in Portland when he was your age and, um, and younger is when he started getting bullied. So he was bullied. Um, let's see, I would say it started and he was around six or seven, like oh. that's young. Yeah. And um, I didn't really know that he was getting bullied until, you know, I, I started paying attention at mm-hmm. some point in there, yeah. but I think I just didn't think he would be bullied, you know, and, um, and, and actually the bullying is what, you know, really started in on the mental health, right? That's right. where it kind of triggered all of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to myself, like, if he could have been your age and be at your school, well, yeah. first of all, you guys would be best friends. I already, I already know it. But I mean, if he could be like back, you know, your age now yeah. in school when things are now, people are talking about it, not as yeah, much. Yeah, it's a, it's a conversation. Yeah, but it's like that. I think it would have changed everything for him. Yeah, I really do. So, and that was only like twenty less. It was like recently. Like, yeah, he's 20. it's changed so much, even in the last like fifteen years. Yes, exactly. You're saying from when you had, what? As right from as when like, he was there. When I'm yeah, here. yeah, yeah. It's crazy to me. I'd love to loop back around and just finish up my little thing about yeah. pronouns. Um, So a good place to share it also is when you're introducing yourself to people. Um, So if you're like, hi, I'm Natalie, my pronouns are she, her, it takes like maybe a little bit of breath. You're fine. You're not going to die if you share them. And (laughs) you're just putting on the table and making other people more comfortable. Um, And it's just, I think it's just a good thing to do. Oh, you Um, might be making people uncomfortable too, but who cares? Well, they're the people that need to feel a little bit discomfort, you know, Um, but the people who need the comfort are getting the comfort there, you know? Exactly. It's such a good point. Yeah. So add it to your Instagram bio, girl, like girl. I'm going to do it when we hang (laughs) out. Okay. So this, Um, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I wasn't. So, okay. So what I was asking you about school. Okay. So you, so you feel like it's really progr- it's progressive right now, right? In school. Yeah, but I'm biased again. Yes. Okay. 
And it's going to depend on par. It's going right. to depend on what part of the country you live in. Right. Right. And what school you're going to. Do mm-hmm. you want me to talk about my fun little experience with private school? No. Yes. Talk about whatever yeah. you want. Okay. So um, I was online for like three quarters of the year this year. Anyways, about halfway through the year, I was really not thriving. You know, I was like, I want to go back to school so bad. And one of my friends had transferred to this private school. Should I say the name of the private school? Nope, don't say it. Okay, a undisclosed private school. (laughs) Hashtag not getting sued. Um, (laughs) That was going five days a week, full day. Like they were back in school, you know? Yeah. And I was like, dang, that looks awesome. And it is a religious school, which at the time didn't necessarily align with my personal beliefs, um, but I was open to it. Yeah. So what I did, so my mom like signed me all up and I had to just write this little paragraph on why I thought that this school would be a good fit for me. And she was like, she was gonna go put my sister to sleep, she and my dad. And so, wait, is that correct grammar? They were gonna go put my sister to sleep. (laughs) And, And so she was like, just read like the website and then like type out this little paragraph. I was like, cool. So she goes downstairs and I'm reading through the website. And I was like, wow, this is a very religious school. Okay, I'm open, but like, wow. And then I get to the bottom of one of the pages and it's like, marriage is between a man and a woman. We believe it's like very like detailed too. It's like um, Mm. to deny your, the gender that you were given is to deny, is to like, deny the image of God upon you. And I was like, wow, okay. That's like a no-go. So yeah. my mom comes upstairs and I was like, hey mom, I'm not going to go to the school. And she was like, why? And I was like, just read this. And she was like, that's right. You're not going to go to that school. Um, and so, but like a ton of my friends did. So like one, of, like one of the big friend groups at my school, they all transferred to this other school. And I'm like, so hard. I'm like, okay, I really hope that none of y'all come out on the other side, like crazy homophobic. Well, I think, you know, I think it's, it's, it's really amazing that you are as grounded and awake in this whole journey. And it's even better that your parents are just so, you know, they're just so in support of you living your truth. I mean, that is huge. I think you know that, but that yeah. is huge because that doesn't always happen. And um, I think that, you know, your interest to go to a school where you could be with your friends, I mean, what 13 year old wouldn't want to do that right? and go back to school because everyone was sick of being yeah. online learning. I mean, for you to say like, those things are important, but this is more important Yeah, is so, I might cry actually. I put, I know I, I couldn't do it. I said, I'm putting I my, yeah, I'm just, I'm tearing up right now because you, yeah, that like moves me. That really moved me. Thank you. I mean, you have like so much conviction and I'm just so proud of you. Yeah, it was, but then we got back to school and it was all okay. Yeah. But like It's just so great. It's just so great. Well, you will be that person. As I said in the beginning, you're a change agent. That's what I like to call you. You will be that person that will help educate 
the friends that you love and that you deserve and they deserve to have you in their lives, you will educate them if they go through that school and they, you know, come out out on the other side. Yeah. And they don't unique and special. Right. Right. I mean, you will be the person that will help educate them. And, you know, the biggest thing is, is that everybody has their own journey that they're on and, and they're here to learn the things that, you know, in this life that they need to learn. And, you know, you can't always be the one who, who says, no, you have to learn this, but what you can do is you can be, which you are, which is why I got teary eyed. You can be the beacon of light. Yeah. That's kind of lighting the path for those who don't see the light yet. That was so beautiful, Dawn. Are you going to cry now? No, I'm just happy. (laughs) I mean, it was just, I mean, you're just, yeah, you're, you're really remarkable, Natalie. So, okay. So let's switch gears since we, uh, you know, we got to pull it together. Um, So talk about what not to say. Yes. Talk about that. And then what I want us to talk about is you have a friend that, you know, is fine with you discussing this. We're going to talk about kind of that whole story, which I think is great. So if the listeners Mm -hmm. right now, hopefully you took notes (laughs) and you understand what the, all of the acronyms are within the community. And if not, go back and get a piece of paper and write all of it down. Oh, there's one more thing I wanted to add to that whole talk about um, the acronyms and stuff. So um, a couple updated terms. So when I say a trans woman, I'm referring to someone who was assigned male at birth and then transitioned to become a woman. And when I say a trans man, I'm referring to someone who was assigned female at birth and then transitioned to become a man. Does that make it's sense? What they, yes, it's what they actually are identifying yes. with is the last yes. thing that you say. Yeah, but you wouldn't, but now it used to be like transgender male to female or transgender female to male, but that is just kind of like includes a reminder to them that like, I don't know, it's like, it's better to say like a trans man or trans woman. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And then remind me, I have a story about that, but go ahead. Okay. And then dead name is for someone who identifies with a name that they were not assigned at birth. Um, and so the name that they were assigned at birth, that they don't feel is good for them. is their dead name. And you should never call people by their dead name, dead name. They're dead. It's called dead name. Yes. Yep. D E A D N A M E. Got it. Dead name. Yep. I didn't know that. Um, well, you know, within the LGBTQ plus community, the transgender, um, people are the most marginalized within the community community. And and you probably know this uh, statistically, and are the ones that are targeted for violence more yep. than anything else, any of the yep. other um, uh, identifiers. They're and, easy. To, they're easy to clock, which like you can well not always, but like sometimes like you can't tell someone's sexual orientation by seeing them walk down the street. Right. But like sometimes with someone who doesn't identify with the sex they were assigned at birth, it can be a little bit easier to tell and therefore subjects them to more violence. Exactly. I'm so glad you said it like that. And, and the suicide rate in that community is um, astronomical. I, yeah. I mean, I don't have the recent statistics, but when I interviewed a friend of mine who 
um, was on the show, uh, I believe, who is a transgender male, I believe that it is like 60%. It, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's awful. And you know what? Let's just be kind. Yeah. Just because you don't understand. Doesn't mean you can't have respect. Can you just, exactly. Can you just yeah. be kind? Yeah. So, um, so I'll tell you a story. I was, um, I was actually with a friend and I was like coming out of this building and there was this, um, trans, uh, transgender, uh, female that was driving this yeah. um, car that was driving past us. Mm-hmm. And the person I was with was like, Oh my God, what was that? And, um, I said, what? And she said, was that like, a a man dressed like a woman, but not really dressed well? Like, wh- like, like that person definitely needs some help on how to dress. Like it was just a really yeah. triggering, judgy, judgy statement for me to be yeah. a part of. Yeah. And I inside was screaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And wanted to say something, um, but what I wanted to say was not going to come out nice. Yeah. So I just, so I, in that moment, I just, I just kind of breathed through it. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, I'm just going to close my eyes for a second. And I'm just going to give this person so much love and light for them to uncover the true issues that they have yeah. that are keeping them from having a kind, compassionate, empathetic, loving heart. Yeah. Because me in that moment, trying to argue with them or tell them what, you know, well, you don't understand, you know, any of that wasn't going to work. Right. And so I let, I let that moment pass. And then I later said, um, you know, I just, I want to just say something because I feel like maybe you're not aware of the right terminology Mm -hmm. when you identify with someone or when someone comes by that you don't identify with their, you know, sexuality or gender, whatever, whatever your issue is, I want to explain it to you. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it came from a a place of um, calmness for me, but in the moment, and, and she was much more receptive to hearing it then. Right. She's like, oh gosh, I know that didn't sound very good, did it? I was like, no, it did not. <laughs> and you may not be my friend for much longer. But yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I just, I, in that moment, I was so angry, Natalie. Um, and I've been in these moments before where someone will talk about gays or they'll say faggot or whatever. And yeah. that is really triggering for me because yeah. my son, right? Um, but I'm learning how to just kind of calm down and let's just educate them. Yeah. And they choose, they can choose to get on board or not. Yep. It's just like the black lives movement. You're either going to seek it out and understand your white privilege, or you can just pretend like everything's just fine. Yep. Yeah. That (laughs) right. Which is definitely a family conversation last year. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, seriously. So, mm-hmm. and, and not comparing, but yet it is similar. Yeah. What we're talking about. There are aspects. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my little story. So, mm-hmm. you know, just so you know, 
I was calm, even though I didn't. Want I'm to. proud of you. That is definitely something that I will struggle with a tiny, tiny, tiny bit, you know, you might, you might, but you just, you know what? You just remember that story. Yep. And a good story. call me anytime. If you want to okay. breathe through it. <laughs> Thank you. So, okay. tell me, so tell me about your story. My story with your girl, with your friend. Oh, so I um, called my friend up and I said, Hey, I'd already told her I was visiting her um, a little while ago, visiting with her. And I had told her I was going on podcast, but I hadn't like asked her. I was like, I, I told her about it. And then um, later I called her up. And I was like, Hey, would you mind if I like, I didn't share your identity, but like I asked you a couple questions and she was like, sure. So she said, and I, so I asked her like how long, so I was just like asking her about like coming, the coming out experience. So yeah. I was like, how long was it between when you knew and when you came out? So how long were you in the closet? And this was very interesting to me. So she came out pretty soon to her friends and it took a couple of years for her to come out to her parents. So like oh. friends know like way before parents did. And even though her parents are not homophobic, it still had that aspect of fear, even in that household, it still had wow. the like, but what if, like, what if this is not going to turn out well? Is she, um, does she identify as? Um, I didn't ask specifically, but so I don't technically know, mm. but I, I think she um, identifies with the gender she was assigned at birth mm. okay. or the sex she was assigned at birth. Okay. So um, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's still scary to come out. Um, and so I asked her what it was like to be closeted and like how that impacted her mental health. And it, she was like, it was really bad. It was like, definitely not a good place. Um, <clears throat> anxiety wise or, uh, and depression, yeah. Anxiety and depression got super bad and it just was like very bad and it, because like hiding something, it's a really big part of yourself to hide. Um, and it just, it was not very good at all. Um, and that she described it as like being kind of like very restricting and binding because you can't really be authentic around someone who you can't share that part of yourself with. Yeah. And it was, it was very bad. Is she your age? Yeah. Well, no, she's a couple years older than me, but I feel like I don't know, people say I'm very mature. I tend to kind of fall towards an older crowd. Yes. I think you do. Um, so when she came out to her parents, it was like, it was awesome because it was super helpful to have people be like, it's okay. Like, don't worry. We got you. We accept you. It's, so you know, her, it's parents okay. were, her parents were accepting. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's great. So, um, great. yeah. So now she feels just more like open and like able to pursue what she's interested in and like what she's passionate about. Um, just more open and less like bound, you know? Yes. I love that. And then I also asked her, which might be even more helpful to listeners, what can someone whose friend is coming out, um, like how can they help their friend who's going to come out? Um, Gosh, going to come out. Great question. Thank you. Um, so if it's it's so she said it depends on their support system. Support system. So if they're coming out to like other friends, so just try to be as supportive and encouraging as possible. Uh, and just be there for them. And if like the friends that they're coming out to react badly, cut them off. Like those people are not good people. And if you continue to be friends with the people who aren't accepting towards them, you're like, it's not a good, it's not a good look, sweetie. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but if it's their parents, um, so if, if they're coming out to their parents, regardless of how you think it's going to go, um, so even if you're pretty sure it's going to go well, offer them a place to stay if they, because they might need that. Mm. And um, if they're still dependents, obviously, if they're like 25, you don't need to do that. Yeah. Um, but just be as encouraging and supportive as you can be. Wow. Have you had a lot of friends come, come out to you? Not to me personally. I've had a couple friends come out to me, but not a ton. Yeah. Cause you would be such a safe space for so many people to do uh, that. With. Yeah. Do you create, do you like help your friends um, create a safe space for other friends? Like, have you, are you kind of, I feel like you're kind of a, like the, the leader of the pack in that group. Whatever um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I do that because I mean, my social situation has been totally messed up throughout the last year and a half, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I try my best to just educate people. I'm an, I'm an educator at heart. Um, and just like, you just tell people how they can be good. But again, I am straight cis. I can't speak from my own experiences. Um, I can only speak from what I, from what I know and what I know. Yeah is not, um, personal. It's not a personal experience. So yeah. Yeah. That sense. Right. Well, that's good. So she gave you, she gave you some really good things for she did. people to think about. Thanks girl. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah, totally. So do you, I mean, when I asked you to do this and you were like, yes, I want to do it. I mean, did you feel like at the end of this podcast, you had a specific, a specific, message that you really wanted to make sure that people heard and understood just address people with respect and kindness that's it like um if you are unsure still um even after being educated that's okay don't worry if you still make mistakes that's okay don't worry as long as you come from a place with a respectful intention and you disclose to the person that you are sorry that you messed up or that you're unsure of how to go about the situation, that's okay. Yes. Instead of, you know, just saying, oh gosh. Don't be ignorant. Yeah. It's so hard. I can't learn it all. It's just too yeah. many names and things. And I don't yeah. know how I'm supposed to address. Right. Yeah. So just be open to saying, I'm sorry. I think I misgendered you or I miss. I yeah. Mis- yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Like, um, do we want to talk about a couple of things that are no-nos to say? Yes, we're definitely going to talk about that. Let's do it. Okay, so this one's kind of easy um, to understand why it's bad is don't misgender people or use their dead name. Um, a lot of people like to do this and it's really dehumanizing and really disrespectful to a person when they have clearly disclosed their identity and their preferred name and pronouns and you continue. It's okay if you make a mistake, as long as you come from a good place of heart. Yes. If you make a mistake and you apologize for it, that's okay. Uh, most people are not going to like freak out. But if you continuously um, come from a place of ignorance and self-importance and being like, well, I don't get it. And I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to do that. Yes. Um, there is a lot of that out there. A lot. <laughs> there is. And you just come from a place of disrespect. Um, just don't do that. It's so mean. Like, imagine that you're that person. Use empathy. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Exercise kindness and empathy and be like, if I was that person, that would really suck. 
Yeah. So maybe I won't do that. And if you do mess up, like I said, that's totally okay. Mistakes are what's going to happen. Just apologize and then correct yourself and move on and read the room. If they're like fine with it, then cool. Move on. If they're like having a hard time, just make sure they know that you're, you're trying to respect them. You're doing your best. Do not say gays, transgenders, et cetera. Instead say a gay person or even better a person who is gay and that puts the person first got it um because then you're saying you are a person and this is a part of you but it does not define you when you say like gays or transgenders or lesbians or like etc um you're saying this is you are this and you are nothing else you know like that's it that's all that's your that completely envelops yourself which isn't true. Yeah, that makes Um, perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. But when you say like a person who is gay, it's like, that's just a little bit of you. If that makes sense. But you can still like gay people, transgender people. Those are the two words I'm using, non-binary people. (laughs) There are more. Um, But like, you can use that and it just is more respectful. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you, you said that because it's easy to make those mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one is specific to people who are in homosexual relationships. Um, well, to, when you're re- re- talking to someone who's in a homosexual relationship, do not ask, so who's the boy and who's the girl? Oh my gosh. Do people still do you ask not that? understand? No, that's a, that's a real thing. Um, the whole point is that they're the same <laughs> gender. That's like the whole thing. Um, yeah. Don't ask that. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know people were still doing that. Yeah, no, that's a real thing. <laughs> okay. And then, yeah, um, just generally exercise empathy and kindness and respect. Just. Yeah, absolutely. Do you find that people who are really kind of hung up in this um, cycle of just not understanding and not wanting to get on board, are they, is there a certain demographic? Is it mostly an older generation or no? You, you said you I say it's everyone. I mean, it also depends on the part of the country and the world that you live in. Um, But like, there are people who are in, who are my age, um, who are like, I'm not going to do that because it it doesn't align with my beliefs, which I think is the most selfish statement. It's like, yeah. Oh oh my gosh. I had the funniest thing that I saw on Instagram the other day. And it was like being mad at someone for like, do for like okay being mad at someone for being gay because it's against your religion it's the same as being mad at someone for eating a donut because you're on a diet and I was like yes it's so true like you saw that on Instagram I love it I did I put it on my story it was really funny (laughs) I mean this has just been so informative I and you've done such a great job explaining thank you do you feel like we missed anything we should talk about I feel like we got through it all. And we, I think we covered everything. We covered everything on your list. We we brought a lot of, um, I guess, education to the table, yeah. compassion. Um, and I feel like we've we've kind of bridged the gap in terms of the separateness that gets tied to all of this, right? And, yeah. mm-hmm. and the shame. Um, and, you know, I think there are so in this country, as, as you are, are well aware, like we have such a broke, broken um, mental health system. And there are so many 
people that could avoid having, you know, mental health issues that they are, that are perpetuated by just accepting Mm -hmm. those that are different in your mind from you. Oh yeah. That was another thing I wanted to do. Um, comparing the, which they're not the same thing, but I'm comparing them. Um, the closet experience to toxic masculinity. Um, if you're not aware of toxic masculinity, it is a thing where the idea like that we'd like to push on people, which is like, boys don't cry. Like boys are tough. Don't play with dolls, go outside and touch the dirt or something. I don't know. (laughs) But like the idea, like to suppress your emotions and to suppress like your, yourself, um, which in toxic masculinity often, um, releases itself in anger, um, and, um, addiction sometimes, yeah. which is theorized, but not necessarily proven to be the reason that, um, men live shorter lives is because of the stress that they are put under to suppress their emotions. Yeah. Um, which is somewhat similar in certain aspects, <laughs> Um, to the closet experience where you have to suppress a part of yourself and like not live your authentic life. Wow. I'm really glad you brought that up because that is something like I remember in the beginning when Cole, I mean, I knew that Cole was gay. He was going to be a, you know, a gay man. See how I just did that. Um, Like, like four years old. Right. Yeah. And it's just funny because I remember his dad saying to me, like, don't let him play with Barbie dolls. Why are you letting him play with these dolls? Why are you letting him dress up? I mean, he would love to get into my clothes and dress up. He just thought it was so fun. It would bring so much joy to his face. And dad was horrified. And um, unfortunately, that is felt from a very young age. And yeah. he, and I and I know that he felt it. Cole told me because there was a time when his dad was really questioning, like, "Are you sure? Are you sure you're gay?" Because I feel like, you know, you're you were raised by your mom, single mom, because you know we were divorced. At yeah, this point. yeah. And you know, she was like letting you wear her clothes, and you know, things like that. he would yeah. say things like that. Yeah. And Cole told me about it later. He's like, "Mom, yeah. I know that I know that dad doesn't." understand like he's still holding out hope that I'm not gay (laughs) so I mean I'm so glad you brought it up and I didn't even know that that was a like a like an actual thing yeah that it was given a name yeah wait what was the the mask the toxic Toxic masculinity yeah I didn't even know that I know it's crazy you just taught me something (gasps) oh you taught me a few things but but I am just so, I'm just so proud of you. I'm so glad that you came on. This was really helpful. And I feel like I got educated. I think other people probably got educated. Natalie, I think you're going to do really great things in this life. Aww. I do. I really do. I mean, if you choose to go down the actress path, you'll be fabulous. But I just want to say selfishly that I think I will see you and I would like to see you doing something with people helping them. Yeah. Cause I think that's okay. a gift. It's a call. It's a calling and a gift. Yeah. You know, and I, I think you have the gift. You just do. 
you know. Thank you. And you're such a good role model for your daughter, for your daughter, for your my, for my daughter, <laughs> for your sister. I right? hope so. You're such a good role model for your sister. You Thank feel like you, you are? Yeah. I think so. She's she's pretty solid by herself, though. She is. She's how much younger than you? I forget. Two years. She's yeah. 11. 11. Well, she's turning 11 in like a month and I'm 13. So mm. that, I don't really feel like doing math. It's the summer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you've done a great job um, kind of educating everybody in the house, outside of the house. Um, and I'm just honored and so blessed. Aww, I'm honored. To have you Aww. on the show. And you made me cry, but... I'm a cryer. Me too. Oh, you are too? A little bit sometimes. (laughs) Well, your parents will be very proud of you. You did a great Mm -hmm. job. And I love love you so much. I love you too. And um, we just got to get the word out. And I think we did a great job of it. Thanks for listening. A special thank you to my amazing guest, Natalie, for taking the time to explain each of the letters in the acronym of LGBTQ+, and why it's so important to use the correct pronouns, even if it doesn't make sense to you. As she says in the episode, in doing so, we are destigmatizing and normalizing this community. Let's just all exercise empathy, kindness, and respect. I'm so proud of Natalie's confidence to beautifully illustrate the importance of understanding, accepting, and supporting those within the community. There are some great organizations such as the Trevor Project that provide support services for crisis for the LGBTQ youth in need. And it's one of mine and Natalie's favorite organizations. They provide crisis intervention and suicide prevention services and can be reached at the Trevor Lifeline, 866-488-7386. The number again is 866 866- 488-7386. They can also be reached at www.thetrevorproject.org. And there's also an awesome organization I just learned about called the It Gets Better Project, whose mission is to uplift, empower, and connect the LGBTQ community. Thank you for listening to this very special episode and for taking the time to understand how you can help spread love and kindness to this community. Until next time. Subscribe for the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcast, or visit lightfromtherabbithole.com. As my good friend Tony says, my mission is my movement. And I hope you were moved with just a little more kindness and compassion today. Until next time. As a reminder, this podcast is for informational purposes only and to bring awareness and resources to those in need. This show will have expressed opinions and it is not intended to replace the guidance of one's medical doctor.